The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Look at that. Two skulls here. Gather around the radio station. Gather around the old radio at home and pick up a phone and call us if you'd wish. We're talking about your... uh your employment rights, your workplace rights, that's what we do every night here on this show, and we invite you to join in, join that conversation, be that third person on air, and I know you've got always something wise to say, always questions to be uh, to be answered. We'll try to get into some email later on, and the main topic for the evening is things that your employer probably doesn't want you to know, but we don't care, so we're going to tell you anyway. That's on the way in just a bit, but we always start off with the case of the day. Lior is here again doing that. How are you, pal? Hey, Johnny, doing great. Uh, excellent to be here, of course. And, uh, you know, being inside and warm out of the snow and a good time to talk about employment law and hopefully answer as many questions as possible. I did a, a live stream earlier today, as I do every Wednesday, it airs on uh, LinkedIn, Facebook and YouTube. We've got a lot of questions there. So I know there's a lot of issues that are uh, coming up for you guys out there with your job, with your job security. So this is a great opportunity to ask those questions. And a lot of people have been part of these mass layoffs recently where, mm. you know, you've been let go and uh, you want to understand your rights. Well, you can start off with a conversation right here on the show and ask me, what am I owed? Is the company doing this right? Do they even have the right to let me go? If it has to do with your job, I have the answer. If it has to do with your work, there are solutions, there are laws that protect you, and uh, it starts by calling us on the show. And of course, it starts by calling us on the show, but you can continue that by calling me or emailing me at the office so we can continue that discussion, have a private chat, and we'll give you that contact information throughout. But let me tell you about a, a matter that came today and kind of made me chuckle a bit. Uh, I've often talked about the fact that when people call me, sometimes they actually think that they should be concerned but things that they shouldn't be concerned about, that there's a bigger issue that they should be thinking about. Well, today I had a, a good example. I had a gentleman call me. Uh, he had lost his job. He'd worked in, in the construction industry, and uh, the company still had his tools. And he was concerned because, well, he wanted his tools back, and he was getting into a bit of a dispute. The company said, no, uh, we own them. He said, I own the tools. So he was calling me about, well, how do I get my tools back? Mm-hmm. So... Okay, it's a fair question. You know, some of these tools can cost a lot of money. I get that. But before I talked to him about the tools, uh, I asked him a couple of questions. I said, okay, well, tell me first of all, before we talk about tools, tell me about your severance. He said, no, no, I, I didn't get any severance. I'm, I'm in construction. Huh. Oh, gosh. Well, yeah, no, no, no. Does not work that way. Yes, he gets severance, even though he's in construction. Of course he does. He had been with the same employer for six years, John. He's getting probably about eight months, not nice. weeks, eight months of severance. He was worried about, you know, tools. It probably cost about a thousand dollars. You know, I'm certainly significant, but he's owed probably about thirty-five thousand dollars to forty thousand dollars in severance. Uh, so he had no clue. He had no idea. It didn't even occur to him. He had. He wasn't even thinking in terms of severance. He was concerned about something else. Well, I wanted to remind people, certainly when it comes to construction, I know there's a misconception that if you're in construction, you lose your job, no severance is paid. Wrong. False. That's a misconception. Not only do you get severance, you get the same amount of severance 
as anyone else. And it's based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So yes, you do get severance. That could be as much as 24 months pay. And John, I often have people call me because they're concerned about their vacation pay that may be outstanding. They're concerned because their employer hasn't given them their record of employment on time. When all this time, there's thousands or if not tens of thousands of dollars in severance that's owed to them. So oftentimes when you lose your job, the big issue, literally where the money is, is that issue of severance. We've been talking about that construction severance slash misinformation for years. Where, where did that all start? Well, it starts with the Employment Standards Act. And the reason for that is your minimum entitlements that are outlined in the Employment Standards Act are different if you're in construction. But I'm going to make it very clear. Who cares? It doesn't matter <laughs> because your full termination entitlements, what we call your common law termination entitlements, are the same whether you're in construction, whether you work in the office, whether you're uh, an accountant. They're exactly the same. So yes, if you go and look up the Employment Standards Act, you may realize or you may find out that people in construction are treated differently, but it does not matter because that that's only a tiny part of the story. The real part of the story is, yeah, your full entitlements, your severance entitlements are exactly the same as anyone else if you work in construction. Love to join us and get on air, ask your questions. Maybe you're working in construction, you just realized something you never realized. That's the point of doing the show, and that's why you want to have your input as well. So we invite you to call. Things your employer probably doesn't want to tell you and want you to know, but who cares? We're going to tell you anyway. Get to one or two before we take a quick break here. You can't be temporarily laid off. Man, a lot of people wish they knew this about three years ago. Yeah, and then we're talking about things that your employer won't tell you. They're going to make a point not to tell you. Maybe, in fact, they'll tell you the opposite. Yeah. So maybe the employer doesn't want you to know, but yeah, we don't care what the employer may or may not want. We're going to tell you because that's the law and it's a good place to start is temporary layoffs. Your employer may put you on a temporary layoff. It's, your employer is certainly not going to tell you, you know, this temporary layoff we put you on, it's actually illegal, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> the employer is not going to tell you that. Well, we will, we have, and, and uh, we are now as well. A temporary layoff is not something an employer is allowed to do. If your employer puts you on a temporary layoff, the law says, uh-uh, no, no, employer, you breached the terms of employment. Therefore, the employee can consider that temporary layoff as a termination of employment and get severance. You don't have a right to do that, employer. So if you're put on a temporary layoff, whether it's because of the pandemic or for any other reason, whether it's because of business reasons or whatever reason, does not matter. Your employer doesn't have a right to do that. You may be able to treat that as a termination if that's what you want to do, give me a call. Your employer won't tell you that, but I just did. And with that, we'll continue with a lot more. Uh, Aston, I see you there. Stand by. Stand by. You're going to be the first call when we come back, and we invite you to call as well for the Employment Law Show. Hang on. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Reaching out to uh, Leor and his team, as he mentioned off the top of the show, you can always do that. Always invited to, as a matter of fact, and that would be help at employmentlawyer.ca and 1-855-821-5900. But uh, Aston, thank you so much for standing by for a moment. How are you? Hey, Aston. Hello. Hi. How are you? Go ahead. You're on air. No, this is Sebastian. 
Oh, Sebastian. Okay, I got asked into my call screen. Okay, we'll go with Sebastian. What's going on, pal? Um, I've been with the company for six years. I signed a contract saying I'm not entitled to vacation pay or holiday pay. I'm a salesman. They give me leads, and I can alter my leads and run them at different times if I wish. I also go to home shows, and I develop my own referrals. Um, Am I entitled to vacation pay and that kind of stuff, or, or am I not? So, Sebastian, do they consider you to be an employee? Sorry, do they consider me to be a... An employee of theirs or a contractor of theirs? No, an employee. Okay. So, yes, you're absolutely owed vacation pay, 100%. Uh, your owed vacation pay is a percentage of the income that you earn. Uh, so, yeah, even if it's commission-based, they absolutely have to pay you vacation. So, th- there's no way for them to avoid that. So, you want to discuss that with them. If they refuse, then you, your best recourse here is to go to the Ministry of Labor and you file a claim, and that gets resolved very quickly. So, okay, so uh, they can consider a non-root salesperson. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That may be relevant to the issue of overtime, not relevant to the issue of vacation pay. So, uh, they have to pay you vacation pay, absolutely. Okay, Good. so yeah, Thanks, there's Sebastian. no way Appreciate around that. There, there, there's no one can that go, doesn't can, get vacation pay. Can they go? Can I go back farther than two years? Unfortunately, not. You can only go back no. two years. Okay, thank you. Thanks, pal. You want to reach out further? Uh, any other questions? As I mentioned, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. But here and now, just like Sebastian did, back to this things your employer probably doesn't want you to know, but we're going to tell you anyway because we don't care, and that's what the show is all about. Next one is your employer doesn't just get to decide whatever it wants when it comes to terms of your employment. Uh-uh, they ain't got that power. No, and, and but your employer is going to tell you that they do. Listen, I'm the boss. I'm the owner of the company. I get to decide. Well, no, actually, you don't. And the the employment relationship is such that once there's terms that are set, neither the employer nor the employee can just change them. The employee can't come in and say, well, I've decided that you're promoting me effective tomorrow, so thanks, we'll see you then, right? Well, by the same token, the employer can't say, I've decided that I'm demoting you effective tomorrow or that I'm changing your hours or that I'm changing your pay. An employer doesn't have the right to do that. And if the employer does, that gives the employee the right to say, that's a constructive dismissal. Constructive dismissal happens when your employer makes a significant change to the terms of employment. We, you don't accept that change. And you consider that change to be a termination. Now, to be fair and and accurate, it's not every single change that the employer does that is a constructive dismissal. So the employer does have a little bit of leeway to make some changes. They can change your hours a tiny little bit, minor changes to pay to your job, sure. But when it comes to important changes, significant changes, they can't do that. And your employer is not going to tell you that. Your employer is going to make it very clear that they're the boss. They can do whatever they want. No, can't do that. Not legal. So if you're faced with that that change, your hours, your pay, your job, your location, give me a call. Let's talk about constructive dismissal because, yeah, your employer is doing something wrong. And we're moving on to the next one. And, uh, you know, it just it goes like this, and we've talked about this before, but you're not really an independent contractor. Surprise, surprise. No, you're not. And, and you know, employers have a hard time getting this. Employers, oftentimes I've had, you know, situations where my clients have been misclassified and they're clearly employees and the employer 
says to me, Mr. Samfiro, come on. They didn't teach you how to read at law school. Look at the piece of paper that uh, this individual signed saying they're independent contractors. No, does not matter. So let's be clear here. And, and this is a very, very important, one of the most important things that people can take away from the show, that the law does not care what you signed if, you, if it says you're an independent contractor. The law doesn't care how you pay your taxes. It doesn't make you an independent contractor. It doesn't matter if the company you work for calls you an independent contractor. What matters is that reality on the ground. If you look like an employee and you act like an employee and you do the job of an employee, well, you're an employee. It's as simple as that. And most people that believe they're independent contractors have been misclassified. The law considers them to be employees. And why do we care? Why is that important? Well, it's important because an independent contractor doesn't have employment law rights. An employee does. Employees owed vacation pay and minimum wage and overtime, and most importantly, severance if you lose your job. An independent contractor doesn't. So that's why it's important to remember that. Employers not going to tell you. They're going to say, well, we hired you as an independent contractor. Look, it says to write on the piece of paper. So you don't have all those rights. Well, I'm telling you, they won't, but I'm telling you, that's wrong, that's false. Chances are you've been misclassified. And by the way, if you want to find out now, how, uh, so if you want to find out now if you're an independent contractor or an employee, we have a tool for that. You just go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Not only do we have our severance calculator there, uh, we also have our tool there that allows you to determine if you're an employee or an independent contractor. So just click on the independent contractor tool, answer a few questions. It's going to tell you what you are, again, at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Your employer is not going to want you to do that. It's going to tell you not to do that, but... I just told you, mm-hmm. and you know better now. And there's so many other uh, helpful tools on that uh, that website, free and anonymous, as Lior just mentioned, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Use that uh, at your own uh, leisure for sure, uh, for sure, and take the severance calculator for a spin as well. 416-870-6400 to call in. We're talking about things your employment, they sure as heck aren't going to tell you this stuff, but we are over the course of this show tonight, and you are. You are owed more severance than what you've just been offered or told that you're going to get anyway, right? Exactly. So I'm telling you right now, whatever you've been offered, the law says you are owed more. I don't say that. It doesn't matter what I say, what I think, what I want. What matters is what the law says. And in almost every case, well over 90% of cases, the severance you've been offered is not the severance that you are owed. You are owed much, much more. And yeah, you better believe that when your employer offers you severance, they're going to tell you, yeah, of course, it's a great offer. You should sign this right away because it's such a good offer. Mm. Well, no, I'm telling you it's not. I'm telling you what they don't want you to know necessarily, and that's your owed much, much more. The vast majority of people, when they call me, almost, frankly, every person that calls me when they've been let go from their job, even without looking at their severance offer, I can tell them that their offer is not adequate. Most of the time, that's exactly what happens. And by the way, I'm not even talking about, well, you were offered nine months severance and it should have been 10. I'm talking about you were offered nine and it should have been 20. Uh, Happens all the time. So, yeah, your employer won't tell you that. I did. And we mentioned our severance calculator at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Great starting point right there if you lost your job to see the real amount. Not the amount you were offered. Who cares about that? The real amount that you're owed at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And on top of that, they're also going to be uh, relying on the fact that you're going to be spooked and uh, make haste because of that uh, deadline in the bottom of that offer, too, right? Oh, I got four days. I got to get this thing out of here and get it signed. 
John, today alone, I probably got half a dozen emails just today from people saying, Lior, when can we connect? It's really urgent. I have until Friday to sign off on my severance letter. Can we speak immediately? Well, that's exactly the reaction that the employer often wants. They want you to feel that pressure, that stress, because they want you to sign. They're, they're, They're eager for you to sign this by Friday, because if you sign it, you would have accepted a lot less than what they've offered you, and the employer gets a good deal from that. No. Don't let that happen. It's, it is, as John said, a pressure tactic, nothing more. Your legal rights don't expire on the date that your severance letter says. They don't actually expire for two years. So you can ignore that date, do the right thing, do the smart thing. Let's talk about the severance that you're owed, and let's make sure that you don't accept inadequate. And bring it on here and now. Hey, Felix, how are you, pal? What's going on? Just enjoying this fantastic weather. Oh, uh, dude, you want to come over to my place and shovel? Because I can't. I'm ready for Miami Beach, man. Absolutely honestly. not. <laughs> what's uh, what's on your mind? So my question is: I was working with uh, a, 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 an organization for 13 years, and I was told that I was going to get 13,000 severance, but I only got eight. Hmm. So I, I don't know if get... they put. Yeah, I was told 13, wow. but I only got 8,000. In total. Okay. Who told you you're going to get 13? Uh, it, w- it, uh, it was the company. The, I forgot who told me, but uh, they said that I was going to get 13 grand, and uh, I only got eight. Okay, because uh, what was your salary there? Uh, I was 55. Well, you're owed about 55000 in severance, not eight, not 13 about 55 about a year worth of severance. Now, when did this happen? When were you let go, Felix? Uh, 2020. Three oh, years ago. man, bad news. You're, you're out of time uh, because there was a two-year limitation period. So that I, I limitation period expired... Oh, man. Last year, and and no, it's not thirteen. You were after thirteen years, easily a year, and depending on your your age and specific job, it could be even more than that. Uh, but it wouldn't be less than a year, uh, Felix. So I, I wish you would have called me, you know, before that two year limitation period expired. I would have helped you get what you owed. But no, man, not thirteen, not even close. Really? So I got shortchanged then. Oh, that's that's a mild way to yeah. put it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh well what can you do when people yeah. contact next me, time they're man, in next that time situation sure. but yeah yeah, yeah. wow that's Go that's ahead. like the, the delta as you say is like forty two thousand plus dollars minimum that's oh that hurts man that hurts leo it, it, really it, it, it hurts but this is exactly the type of calls and emails that i get multiple times a day there's nothing unique about that situation yeah. you know the only unfortunate thing is that he's waited this long to to follow up on that uh but i get Emails like that multiple times a day, every single day, seven days a week, uh, where someone was offered eight, ten, twelve thousand, and they should have been sixty thousand dollars. So, do the right thing. Chances are, if you've been offered something for your severance, you also are owed much, much more. And please don't wait, because just like with uh, Felix here, you could find out that your limitation period has expired. Don't let that happen. And you can always reach out again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. That severance calculator, even more important after hearing that, right? PocketEmploymentLawyer.ca. Let's get to this one. Something else your employer probably aren't going to tell you, and you don't have to sign an employment agreement if you are already employed. Yeah, I had another person today, the exact same thing. After ten years, 
They were just uh, asked to sign a new employment agreement. They wanted to know if they should. Well, no, you, you shouldn't, and, and you should not even consider it. If you're already working and your employer wants you to sign an employment agreement, that's not good news. That's bad news. The reason an employer would want you to sign an employment agreement all of a sudden once you've already been working is because that agreement is better for the employer. There are terms in that agreement that are good and better for the employer, not good for you, the employee. For example, uh, example, a term that limits your severance, a terms that allow your company to put you on a temporary layoff, a term that allows the company to change your pay or your job responsibilities. So it's a very bad thing and you can't be uh, disciplined. You can't be fired for cause for refusing to sign that employment agreement at a minimum before you sign that document. Let me see it. Let me tell you what it does. But certainly your employer is going to tell you, yeah, you should sign. It's, it's, it's fine. Well, no, it's not fine. I'm telling you it's not. So be smart about it. Don't just sign on that agreement and then realize that you've made a big mistake. Here's another one. The business is sold. You don't have to accept a job with a buyer. Yeah. And what your employer is going to tell you is that we uh, sold the business, but good news is the new company is taking you on. You're starting there on, on Monday. That's it. And you're assuming, well, I guess I have no choice. Well, yeah, you do. And in fact, even if you decide not to continue working with the buyer, you are owed severance. Now, if you don't have a good reason as to why you're not signing out and with the buyer, then you're not going to get your full severance. You're only going to get your minimum severance. If you do have a good reason, then you get your full severance. Either way, you don't have to continue working with the buyer. There's no reason and you can still get your severance. Your employer may not make that clear to you, but at least now you know. Let's get uh, Nicholas in here quickly. Nicholas, we got about a minute, pal. What's going on with you? Uh, okay, so I got a question about my wife. Uh, she worked for a company. She got her, um, her, she got paid out basically. But we have some hardware left over from the company. Uh, we tried to contact them to let them know to return it. It's been about a year and a half, and we want to know what happens to this hardware. Uh, do we keep it? Do we have the right to keep it after two years of trying to return it? Uh, unheard emails, uh, no communication at this point anymore. So I, I would send them another email saying that uh, unless we hear from you, whatever, give them a week, we will un- assume that uh, you're, you're not interested and we will simply uh, dispose of those items. And if after a week you don't hear from them, you can do whatever you want. Just make sure that you're sending that email to a valid email address, that there's a reason to believe that someone is going to get it. I'd give them a week, and but tell them exactly what's going to happen after that week. And if you still know response, do with it what you will. But I want you to make it clear that there's that deadline. Is that all right? All right. Okay. Yep, yep, for sure. Thank you. Thanks, Nicholas. Safe travels, my friend. And we are just about done for another night. Get a chance to call in or if a question comes to mind over the next 24, love to talk to you. In that meantime, you can reach out to Leorna's team. Phone number 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And that website, one more time, use it even before a phone call. And that would be pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Employment Law Show. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.